Welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday, February 25th. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Yesterday, the Twins beat the Boston Red Sox 3-2 in a spring training matchup, playing about every day now at 12.05 at noon this week. Uh, Kenta Maeda made his Twins debut. Wasn't a pretty start. He gave up a leadoff homer to Andrew Benintendi. A single to Jackie Bradley Jr. walked J.D. Martinez in his first three at-bats. He escaped, though, did Maeda by getting Mitch Moreland to fly out to right and then got a double-play grounder from Christian Vasquez. It was a good play by Luis Arise at second and a nice turn by Royce Lewis at the bag. Luis Arise also let off for the Twins in front of Eddie Rosario and Nelson Cruz. Eddie and Nelly made their spring debuts. Arise went one for three. He's two for six so far this spring. Eddie went 0 for 3, and Nelly hit his first homer of the spring and year on a high fly to right field. Oppo was a hanging curve from a left-hander, and Nelly made him pay as he usually does. Nelly finished 2 for 3 with a homer and 2 RBI. Great to see him get a hold of one early. Missed that sound. Missed him uh, trotting around the bases after a homer, especially after the wrist scare from last week. Uh, after Cody Stashak drilled him in live BP. I think he's doing all right. Trevor May and Tyler Duffy pitched two scoreless innings and looked awesome. Matt Whistler was great again with two strikeouts and an inning of relief with no runs. He struck out Andrew Benintendi, so not insignificant there for Whistler. Also forced to fly out from Jackie Bradley Jr. I'm doing my best here to balance uh, spring training importance. I do think for a guy like Matt Whistler, it really helps to see him have success, especially this early. Um, and then, you know, I, I do want to talk a little bit about today and in, in the game. Uh, Twins playing the Braves right now in their new ballpark down in Florida. But big news just came out about 10 minutes ago. Luis Severino, the young flamethrowing right-hander for the New York Yankees who started game three against the Twins and started the in 2019, started the wildcard game, I believe, in uh, 2017. Yes, he did. Brian Dozier and, and the Twins uh, ripped him up a little bit in that first inning. Uh, Luis Severino, Tommy John surgery. So he had forearm soreness, I think, last week, was heading back to New York to get a bunch of tests. And at the time, I said, a forearm soreness is not usually a good sign. And it's a PT, Nash Walker. No, I'm not a PT. But uh, forearm soreness, I know if a pitcher has forearm soreness, that usually signifies that uh, Tommy John could be coming. So I'm going to talk about the impact of that in the second half of the show today and what it means for the Twins uh, for the American League East. But uh, terrible news for one of the better pitchers in the game. So... Uh, it's tough. It's a tough blow for the Yankees, tough blow for the sport uh, to not be able to see Luis Severino pitch this year. So today, Julius Chassin makes his spring debut for the Twins, and he is pitching against uh, almost a full, intact Braves lineup. Freddie Freeman was scratched from this one with elbow soreness, but Ronald Acuna was in there, 40-40 guy. Uh, Ronald Acuna, of course, one of the superstars in the game. Ozzie Albies, another young star in the lineup. Josh Donaldson did not travel to play his uh, his Braves this today, I should say. He didn't travel, and uh, maybe he'll be back in there tomorrow after playing on Sunday. But Julius Chassin, nice job. This game was not televised, so I didn't see any highlights but he did pitch two innings, gave up one hit, uh, two strikeouts. Zach Littell came in in relief for two innings, struck out three, one hit. Uh, Gearin, I believe is how you say it, gave up, uh, gave up a couple runs. And now the Twins are in the top of the eighth. They got a runner on first. Gabriel Maciel just walked, and Ryan Jeffers is into the game. And he's going to hit now, but they're down four to two with two down in the top of the eighth. But uh, Julius Chassin, nice start today. So all of them, and it was actually announced this morning too, more news that Lewis Thorpe is heading back to deal with personal matters. I don't know if he's going back to Australia, but he's just leaving camp to uh, tend to some personal matters, Lewis Thorpe. So everyone but Thorpe in that 
rotation battle for the fifth spot in Julius Chassin and Devin Smeltzer and Randy Domnack have pitched well this far. And it is early. It's still February. So there's a lot more time to go, a lot more starts to be had, a lot more pitches to be thrown in the bullpens and in these games. But all three of those guys have looked really, really solid out of the game. Julius Chassin, the latest example today. Big day for the Twins' third Third best position player prospect, in my opinion, in Trevor Larnack. Some people have Trevor Larnack above Alex Kirilov, uh, behind Royce Lewis, of course, as the number one prospect in the twin system, positional player-wise in, in general. Trevor Larnack, two for two, hit a bomb to center field off the batter's eye. Uh, I guess it was a, a towering high fly. I missed it. Uh, again, game not televised. So uh, we're going off the reports from uh, Fort Myers. So Trevor Larnack towering high, or from, uh, I think it's Port St. Lucie down there. But Larnack hit a towering fly ball homer and then walked and, and singled and stole a bag. So, um, you know, a lot of love for him today on the Twitter sphere because he is such a good hitter, Trevor Larnack. He showed it at Oregon State, showed it last year with an 842 OPS across high A and double A. And he's just raking today, having a, a nice. Nice, a nice day. Ryan Jeffers just singled, send Gabriel Maciel the third, so first and third for the Twinks. Still waiting for the, I guess when they lose their first game in the spring, I can move on and stop paying attention to spring training games. I'm kidding. I'll bring you uh, the big kind of, the, the, I've been trying to, again, balance the takeaways from spring training games. I think the biggest thing that we can take away is the bullpen battle as Cody Stashak's trying to get in there into the last bullpen spot and that rotational battle for the fifth uh, position in there. We're going to do uh, Tyler Duffy's uh, outlook for 2020 as well after the break. I want to get started now on him, though. Uh, Tyler Duffy. There were so many breakouts last year, but Tyler Duffy was one of the most exciting, in my opinion. Duffy was a top 10 reliever in baseball in the second half of 2019. Of relievers with at least 20 innings thrown in the second half, Duffy ranks 7th with a 153 ERA, 10th with 14.4 strikeouts per nine, 8th in opponent OPS. His opponent batting average is 157, that ranked 10th. So just a top 10 reliever across the board. His opponent on base percentage was 11th at 223, so just outside the top 10 there. And his opponent's slugging percentage was a measly 245. That was good for 9th. Again, these are stats and rankings after the All-Star break, but if you up that sample to 25 innings pitched after the break, Duffy ranks 2nd in ERA to only Will Harris of the Astros and 5th in OPS against. This came after a 349 ERA and 707 op opponent OPS in the first half from Duffy. And as a converted starter, Duffy was able to reach back and average 94 miles per hour in his four-seamer in shorter stints out of the bullpen. Duffy basically shifted to a two-pitch mix and became elite. The Twins uh, pitching department kind of becoming uh, known for that to just cut down, throw your best pitches more, your bad pitches less. Duffy basically shifted to that two-pitch mix and uh, his other pitch was a nasty slider other than the four-seamer. That slider generated a swing and miss 42% of the time with an expected 546 OPS on the four-seamer and then an expected 591 OPS on that slider. Just nasty. Those are elite numbers. Duffy has emerged as one of the best relievers in baseball with this new mix. I think the biggest question for him will be his role. I'll have more on that. And the Luis Severino news from today, Tommy John, after the break, you're listening to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Welcome back to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Uh, keeping up on this Twins spring training game for you, uh, they're playing against the Braves today. So Jimmy Kerrigan just got hit with a pitch, but then Gabe Snyder was called out on strikes. So looks like the Twins might take one on the chin today, 4-2, to two, middle of the eighth there down in Florida. We were talking about Tyler Duffy and what a year he had in 2019, converting to a full-time reliever role as a converted starter going back to a two-pitch mix. And he had a nice interview as well on FSN North talking about that and 
talking about his focus. He doesn't have to think as much in the bullpen and just goes out, throws heat, throws that nasty slider, and gets outs. But I was talking a little bit about his role because last year, uh, Baldelli kind of used him as a fireman, but it is a, it's a bigger question this year for his role because this bullpen is so deep. I tweeted out this morning that seven of the eight projected relievers in the Twins bullpen, Sands, Matt Whistler, finished in the top 30 in strikeout-to-walk ratio in the second half of 2019. That includes Cody Stashak. That's insane depth. Cody Stashak's actually number one, 25-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio. Insane. Duffy was used as a fireman, like I said, down the stretch. Baldelli would call Duff first in a jam in the late innings, it seemed like he was the first guy to go to if it was the seventh or eighth inning and they were in a jam and, and holding Taylor Rogers into that traditional closer role in the ninth. But Duffy faced 58 batters in high-leverage situations, and they hit 115 with a 347. OPS. With runners in scoring position, Duffy held opponents to an 080 batting average. He pitched most in the seventh inning last year, but I think he can be mixed and matched in the seventh, eighth, or ninth. I really think getting Taylor Rogers' regular rest this year and consistency is a key to the bullpen success again in 2020. I think Duffy can close games. I think Trevor May can close games. Sergio Romo closed games for the Marlins last year. Tyler Clippard could even close games. Zach Littell, maybe, if he took another step forward. All those guys, well, they're not the top five closer caliber of Rodgers they can be relied upon so Duffy his role I think is going to be fluid they might call upon him to close some games because he was so good last year and he might not just be in that straight setup fireman role but I do think he'll pitch a lot of eighth innings for the twins every other day because like Rodgers he wasn't good on back-to-back days in 2019 on zero days rest he allowed an 8-11 OPS in 11 games so if we look at the steamer projections uh, they have him for a 0.8 war he had 1.2 war last year. It was kind of a tale of two halves last year for Duffy. So if you assume he continues his high level or comes down just a hair from that insane second half being a top 10 reliever in baseball, 1.5 war doesn't seem crazy at all. That would put him in the Brad Hand, Emilio Pagan, and former twin Ryan Presley range from 2019. I'm very high on Tyler Duffy. I think he can be in that range uh, with this two-pitch mix. Just nasty stuff. Sky or the strikeout numbers just skyrocketed after he switched to this. So Tyler Duffy, in my mind, is the second highest leverage reliever in the bullpen behind Taylor Rogers, but I think he can be mixed and matched with Trevor May in that role, with Sergio Romo, Tyler Clippard, Zach Littell even. So I think, you know, it's a mix and match game for Rocco Baldelli, and he's gonna have a lot of weapons at his disposal out in that bullpen in the late innings when the Twins are trying to hold a lead and take the AL Central back. Speaking of the American League, Luis Severino set to undergo Tommy John surgery, reporting today that Severino had forearm soreness, I think it was last week, and that's usually not a good sign, so he's going to go under the knife for Tommy John surgery. Hate to hear it for a young kid who just signed a big extension. I'm glad he got his money or his guaranteed money um, before the injuries, but he's going to go into next year with 12 innings pitched in the regular season in the last two years. So Luis Severino pitched against the Twins in the ALDS game three at Target Field in 2019, four scoreless innings, um, did a really nice job. He got out of a couple of jams, bases loaded, none down. A uh, hostile crowd there at Target Field did not phase him, and he got out of it, and he was pretty hyped up. He was a big weapon for the Yankees coming back last year after, again, through just 12 innings pitched. So what does this mean for the American League? Uh, I think... You know, my focus on the show and my focus just generally is I think the Twins are going to try to be better than the Astros. And I think if the Twins win more games than the Astros in 2020, they are going to be in a better position to succeed in the playoffs because of seeding. Um, I would take the under on the Yankees, 102 wins. That'll probably come down now. I like the under before. James Paxson is set to miss the first month and a half, I think it is, with an injury of his own. Um, he can't be counted on to stay healthy. And he gave up a ton of homers last year. I mean, he wasn't really the guy he was in Seattle last year for the Yankees. So, 
Um, you can't expect him to come back and be an ace, but they do have their new shiny ace in Garrett Cole. Imagine where they'd be without him. Saw some tweets. My goodness, they'd be in some trouble. I think Jordan Montgomery's going to find himself in the rotation. I think Jay Happ's now their third starter behind Tanaka and Cole. Tanaka's still solid. Shut down the Twins in Game 2 last year, the ALDS. Uh, he was bad in the second half last year, but he's always had good playoff numbers. Pitches really well on the biggest stage. So for the American League, obviously the Twins getting the one seed would be ginormous if they won the most games in the American League in 2020. But Nick Nelson wrote an article at Twins Daily that now is even more relevant with Severino going Severino going under the knife is that are the Twins the best team in the American League? The Astros are still are still good. They're still there. But John Heyman reported a couple weeks ago that the, the dugout or the clubhouse is a mess right now for the Astros because of the whole cheating scandal and how people are treating them and talking about them. And, and reporters are hounding their clubhouse and they're having trouble maybe focusing on the 2020 season that starts in one month from tomorrow. So are the Twins the best team in the American League now that Luis Severino is under the knife? I agree with Nick when he wrote, I should stop saying under the knife, is getting Tommy John surgery. Uh, I agreed with Nick Nelson when he wrote that the Twins and Yankees offense is very comparable. I think it's a wash. I think the Astros offense is right up there. I think you can interchange any three of them. The Twins do have the deepest lineup of the three, though, in my opinion. And also, um, just they have 10 players that are projected to post weighted runs created plus above average in 2020. I think Adrian's is the 10th behind the nine regulars. So this is a big opportunity, another opportunity for the Twins where the Yankees are a little down in their rotation. Maybe they don't win as many games as they did last year, but we saw how many injuries they endured and still went out there. I think they won 104, something crazy. The Twins were the third seed. I think Astros 107, Yankees 104, 105, if I'm remembering correctly, and then the Twins, of course, 101. But if they could go out there and get the, the one or the two seed, that is, I think, is the goal. Of course, win the division, you have to. But the one or the two seed is the Twins' goal, and I think it's more attainable now. I think it's more attainable to get the one seed even. But in order to get the one seed, you have to be better than the Astros. That's what I've been pushing. Win more games than the Astros in 2020. Do your best. Of course, you can't control what they do, but win the season series 6 or 7 nothing. How about that? And then go out and win 101 games again and see if they can they can top that without Garrett Cole in their rotation this time around, without Will Smith in, or Will Harris excuse me, in their bullpen. So Luis Severino, Tommy John, uh, poor news for baseball, uh, poor news for him and the Yankees. Uh, I think it is an opportunity for the Twins to get a one or a two seed in the playoffs this year because the Yankees aren't as good as they were yesterday. Thanks for listening to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast tomorrow. I think we're going to do Trevor May's preview and projection and then uh, more spring training baseball for you. How exciting. Let's check the score for you. 4-2 still. Bottom of eight. Two outs. Uh, Sam Clay on the hill for the Twins. Looks like they're going to head back home soon unless they can tie it up in the top of the ninth. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Go Twinks.